Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media. And this time we're going to do top fives because that's right. It's the top of the year or the beginning of the year or the end of the year. Or we're doing a year of. End of year. We've done stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've done <laughs> stuff. We're summarizing it. <laughs> yes. We're going to do our top five anime and a top five music. But the episode might not be out yet. So it might be a little meta. <laughs> yes, it's going to be fun. You're going to feel like, funny. what? When did they review that? Yes. We haven't yet. We haven't. Have we? we haven't heard we it did. yet. <laughs> Secrets. We might have been doing this for a while. <laughs> yeah, we have a big, I have a big stockpile of it and I just need to edit it all and not release it at once, but a week at a time. And uh, Takeshi made the executive decision that it didn't matter if you heard it first. <laughs> and it's our top five. It's our show. And That's we're going right. to top five whatever we want. So. That's right. I can't wait. Philosophy uh, of the show. It's yeah, our show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a different show. <laughs> totally, totally. So what's going to happen is we're going to go from five to one because I think five is like kind of the bottom of the top five. It's still really good and we think we should check it out and we'll compare. So I'll go five, then Santos will go five. Oh, yeah. And I do not yeah. know Takeshi's list ahead no, of time. not at all. So we don't know if we'll match or not. <gasps> so exciting. Do you want to know if I say my five, but my five is your one, are you going to tell me or are we going to wait for a oh, We're going to wait. We're just going to wait ah, for a reveal. It's going to be so cool. good. It's going to be so good. I'm excited. I know. And I know there's going to be... A, yeah. Okay. I can't wait. Anyway, so let's kick this off. Yeah. Five. Uh, <laughs> so my number five of animes is XXXHolic. And Good one. That is because I watched the whole entire series, not including the OVAs or anything just yet, but it's because of how deep... It gets, and it never really explains everything. (laughs) And the animation to me is amazing. If you could get past Watanuki, it's an amazing, amazing anime. And like I said, sometimes they talk about life, and it gets so deep. And I think to myself, I'm watching an anime right now? What in the world's going on? This is a lighthearted, weird anime thing. So, yes, for me, you need to check it out. Should I give a little? No, it's fine. No, it's fine. They'll listen to the Goth Month and they'll hear about it. <laughs> right. I love XXOholic, so I'm glad that was on your list. And I haven't finished watching it, but it's definitely one I want to revisit and finish. Highly um, recommended. This, all of the episodes. 
Okay, so this was actually my top five anime is really difficult. So to pick five, so I feel like you're gonna be like, "What did you do?" Yeah, I know. And, and then <laughs> I'm a little we, bit nervous. It's hard. <laughs> and then we're even watching some animes that we haven't even recorded just yet. That might be your top five. Yeah, it might change. Yeah, whatever. because that one is pretty good. I know. Now anyway, I'm like, uh, <laughs> anyways, well, this is my top five of what we had watched. Okay. So I actually picked Devil is a Part-Timer as my five. Oh, yes. I was, yes. Right? Yes, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Why is it your favorite? Oh, because it was just so clever. I think the humor was just really good. It didn't take itself overly seriously. It was such a silly premise, but they made it work and you kind of fall in love with all the characters and believe their strange reality that they give you. Yes. I said this before in the recording that I watch it religiously just to remember the characters. And it's just kind of like eating a pie or some meal that you love that you don't eat all the time, but every once in a while. Yeah, I could see rewatching this like once a year. Definitely. So <laughs> I watch I, it yeah. every other month or at least once a month. Oh, it's I only 11 episodes. Oh, it makes me feel better for wanting to watch it more. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. It's like, yeah, comfort food. So comfort it's food, so good. Yeah. It, and it just made me laugh out loud. Yes. So it's really good. Exactly. Yeah, editing that show, I mean, it was so hilarious. And I always go back and remind you about some things we said, even though we recorded it months ago. (laughs) Yes, yes. They have these ridiculous jokes and references. and Yeah, what was that one that, well, you mentioned it in the recording. Yes, so good. Oh, my God. It's really silly and fun. It's got organic, it's got, they have organic coffee. Yes. Coffee made from ogres? Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, yes, and their timing is so good, and the and the character development is really good. I know that I don't watch a lot of things in Japanese, but I watched it in both for that one. And the English is a little bit better because they actually put the translations of what's going on in Antaisla. They don't do that in the Japanese one for some strange oh. reason. That's weird. Yeah, no, it's fun. They have a whole nother language too. Yeah, for sure. It's like they're talking backwards, but forwards or something. Mm -hmm. I can't really figure it out. Okay, so we're going to go to number four. Okay, so number four for me is Monthly Girls Azaki-kun. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, and this one is actually kind of replaced for me, uh, Devil's a Part-Timer, where I watch this one once a month now. <laughs> because, it, once again, it's it's short. It's only about 11 episodes, I think. And I love the characters. Nozaki is just totally clueless. And the main character, I feel so bad for her, but she... Loves this guy, but he's oblivious to it. And the category, lovable loser. And that's exactly what she is. And I love that you got the inside scoop on a little bit of the... Oh, yeah, that too. How an anime is made, like or how a manga is uh, yeah. made. That was really a fun element. Exactly. What else can I say about it? The characters are fun. It's very lighthearted. So every once in a while, you do need a lighthearted anime. Go watch it. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, highly recommended. My four is Carol on Tuesday. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad you... Yeah, that one's good. It's such an epic 
anime on Netflix and it's got so, so much music is in it. And so that's what I really like about it and the world that was created. Right. And I like the fact that every episode is named after a famous song. Yeah. Like all these music references. Right. And then their friendship is so sweet. It's nice when it's like a friendship kind yes. of like the core relationship going on and a creative partnership as well. So right. It's really uplifting. And it kind of gives you this idea of what the music industry can be like with rose tinted glasses. And the characters yeah. are all very, very interesting too. Yes. There's really out there characters. Yeah. Like Gus, definitely my favorite. Yeah. And then the different musicians are yes. all very very specific and have their own quirky personalities and looks and everything. And I just like how they built out Mars. Like it just right. so cool. So check that one out. <laughs> all of these you must watch. Oh yeah, all we of these are must watches. <laughs> okay, so number three. Number three. For me, it's Paranoia Agent. <gasps> Scary. That's right. I could not <laughs> not put this in because I've never watched this one. It's a Satoshi Kone short anime series and it is freakier than ever. It's kind of like David Lynch did a anime with a bunch of non-cohesiveness, but cohesiveness at the same time, much like David Lynch. The music was creepy as I learned that it was the guy who did the compositions is the same guy who did the original Berserk series, which is one of my favorite animes ever, too. It's not a series that everybody could get into, but I felt like it should be mentioned. It is. It is a piece of art. Yes. And it just goes so far out there. And much like a lot of other Satoshi Kon animes and movies, he definitely digs into the ugliness of what Japan is like. He doesn't really go over what's really pretty about it. And so that's what I really love about his work. Your top so far has a nice mix. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta bring some dark in there, so yeah. it's good. Santos. This one, because this is the first time I ever watched this, and it's a classic, it's Cowboy Bebop. So Aww. that's my third. So Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I, just, uh, I've, I loved it. I, You know, you always wonder when something's been around a long time. Yeah. And people really like it if it's just like a nostalgic thing for them and it's going to be clunky when you watch it. But this is not the case. It is definitely Not at all. And it's made by the wonderful. same creators and directors and the crew who did Carol on Tuesday. Right. So I, <laughs> I definitely like their style and how they handle people and people's relationships. And I love like the ragtag, lovable, like weird people who form yeah. these friendships. So <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> For sure. All right. Number two. Eva. Mine is Fruits Basket 2018, the new series. And I really Woo! didn't want to like it. And uh, when we first watched it together, we've done some retconning throughout. Yeah. <laughs> Our recordings and throughout this season. But this one was definitely one that I had to watch all of season one and all of season, well, season two, what they have given us so far for me to realize how good it really was. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. God, I said it in our retconning. 
you haven't seen, was it episode 16 and 17? And if you don't cry during that episode, you have no heart. Yes. And also, if you're just feeling miserable about life and you need to cry and you're not sure where to start, watch that and just cry for that because it's so good. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I I cried like a baby and it's okay to cry if you're a man. (laughs) Yes. It's encouraged. Yes. (laughs) Everyone needs to, especially this year, we all need to shed out, like let go. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (gasps) Santos. Two, Tokyo Godfathers. Ooh, wow. Because it is my, like, I think I will watch this every Christmas season. Yes. It just was. So this is another Satoshi Khan. So he's like on our list here. <laughs> His, and again, it's uh, it's like my themes. Actually, like all of mine are kind of like this odd couple kind of groupings. Yeah. And Strange ragtag group. Uh, I really like it. And I just think it's... I was so shocked it didn't do well at the box office when it came out in the early yeah. 2000s. I thought, oh, this, I don't know. I think it's going to do well now. I like this, like, if this uh, with the, our so. lives right now. Some hope that yeah. you can be flawed and still be a hero. And um, Right. Yeah. And it, it is really cool because the main characters are not people who are very burly. They look beautiful or anything. They're just people who are homeless. They're missing teeth. They probably haven't showered mm-hmm. in a few days. And they're given this quest to go do something and they do it and then some with compassion. Yeah. And even when they hit roadblocks with each other, it's like they keep working yeah. past it. Like they always go past it and their hearts are so big and um, wonderful. So, and it's just a magical film. I I really want to watch it again because I feel like there's more references in it. I probably didn't catch the first time around. And yeah, and we're I guess we're gonna have to watch some more Satoshi Kone movies. <laughs> yes, yes, amazing. Okay, you ready for my number one anime? Yes, number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Is Cowboy Bebop. definitely my favorite anime i've ever seen it took me so long to watch it i know i've been watching anime forever and i've always heard about how good it was and it was because i only watched bits and pieces of it on cartoon network and i never got to see it fully and when it was at its peak you could buy the dvd box set but it was really expensive or sometimes it was drip fed to us so I'm finally glad I was able to see it and everything we said with Elaine's. Um, yes, it is, uh, God, the, the characters, the world that they built, it couldn't be any better. It's probably like an equivalent to some of those other cult classic, not animes, but real series that we watch in America, like Firefly. To me, it's better than Firefly and then some, or it's up there. It's just the characters are so amazing. I can't gush over it enough. Right? <laughs> Who's your favorite in the group? <sighs> Spike. Yeah. I love Spike. He's just such so a... Good. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I can't find the movie anywhere. Oh. But I heard the movie sucks, so... Oh, it doesn't matter. We'll yeah. have, we have the series, and that's so good. And I do want to say, like, that world that they created in Cowboy Bebop, there's a hint of that in Carol on Tuesday. Like, when you... Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Like, there's that familiarity of Mars and um, the people there and everything. All right. So, my number one is 
your number two, Fruits Basket 2018. <laughs> so I was like, and a big part of this is because Fruits Baskets 2001 or whatever was my first anime I ever watched. So it formed our friendship. It did. It helped form our friendship. <laughs> So there's a little bit of that behind it as well. But once I let go of my nostalgia for that first version of it, I really gave the second version a try. I just fell back in love with the story and the characters. And like you said, this one gets so deep, like the background of people's stories and lives and traumas. And it's really beautiful and, and emotional and great. Yeah, I have a friend who watched and he just thought it was just like the original one, but just with better CG or whatever. And I was like, what? You didn't notice all the differences in it and all this other stuff? No. Yeah. It's so weird. There's a difference. There's a different tone to it. There's like a more seriousness to it than the other one had. Even though I still love, I will always love the first version, so... I will, but going back on it now that they have this really nicely done version, it's really rough. You really have to look at it with some <laughs> rose-tinted glasses. I it's love the music a little bit more with the original, mm-hmm. but the biggest problem with the original is they always play the three or four songs all the time. Yeah. So Well, I can't wait for episodes 15 to 24 to come out for us for like season two because we got yeah. a little bit ripped off over here. And then season the, three needs to come out soon. And then there's a season three. So I'm so excited. There's so many episodes to watch. Yeah, we'll definitely cover the rest of season two and the beginnings of season three once it comes mm-hmm. out. Yes. So there. Wow. So let's reflect. Yeah, that's How many? Good. We only had two matched up. That's pretty funny, actually. I think it's cool. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so ones that we didn't like, that we thought we were going to like. Is that Love and Lies? I was going to say A Whisker Away. Oh, Whisker Away. Boo, that was like the worst. That one was the worst because it had the most potential and it had a big, like, you know what I mean? Like you had a lot of expectations for it. Like so excited. This went great. There's cats involved. So cute. And then it was like, blah. It was Garbage. <laughs> yes, that is. That will be that yeah, one. I, pissed me off. And also, watching bad anime is hard for me because she tends to vet <laughs> all of it first, and then we do these wild every now and then. We're like, let's both watch this one for the first time, and then it's bad. I get really <laughs> mad about it. It's hard for me. Well, I know, but there's always I only watch good anime. There's so much anime too that sooner or later we're gonna get bombarded with some that I don't know if I can be able to vet. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know if you can handle <laughs> that it. That sounds scary. <laughs> it is, but you know, this is getting bigger and it's becoming more than I could always just vet at times. Even though I do watch like three or four, two or three series animes a week. <laughs> I'll be good. I'll help. Yeah. I'll be the Takeshi for others. <laughs> That's what we're doing. But right. yeah, Whisker Away was probably the biggest disappointment. Yeah, that was definitely the one that just pissed me off and it, Every single way possible. In my top five, I tried to pick ones that I haven't seen before or haven't completed. That's why mm-hmm. mine's probably pretty different from yours. Because if I saw it like from years ago, like Devil's a Part-Timer, I felt like I'd be cheating. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why, you know what? That's why Made Sama didn't make my top five. Because I absolutely love Made Sama, but I had already watched it. I've already loved it. So I tried That's a to good play. honorable mention, so... 
So yeah, so I was like, ah, I guess not made Sonic because <laughs> I really was a I, top I, six. I replaced, yeah, <laughs> Devil is a part timer. It was kind oh. of a tie, but then I was like, you know what? That was so new and fresh to me because I hadn't seen it that I wanted it to be my top five versus made some I had known. So, right. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty happy with our list. Is there any other ones that you hated that you wouldn't recommend or that you love and you still would recommend? Oh, love Chinibio and Other Delusions. Oh, God. You know what? I don't know why I didn't put that in there. So I, good. I was That's... having a hard time. <laughs> if we had a top 10, it'd definitely be in there, but I felt like I watched it three times. Yeah. That was hard not to make my list. Okay, I think that's a I just thought six. Carol on Tuesday was a little... Like something like Carol on Tuesday, I just had to choose that one over. Carol on Tuesday, anybody could just watch. Not just yeah. some hardcore anime fan. Anybody could watch it and think it's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I bet you I could get my dad to watch it. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's going <laughs> to last. Like It just seems like another new classic kind of. And in that one, they have some very deep conversations about life and what it is. And it's so touching at times. I don't know why I didn't put it in my list, but. <laughs> because it's hard. It's, you have a really tough. good list. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody check out our top five animes and we'll be right back. Storygram Network. Hello, welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm your host, Takeshi, and with me I have Santos, and we take two pieces of media, and we take a deep dive on them. Kind of. We just talk about it. Kind of. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? It's the intersection of possibility, where what-ifs and why-nots collide. Some on the cutting edge, others on the cutting room floor. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hey, podcast fans. I'm Jeff Davis. Through the safety of your earbuds, Bluetooth speaker, or car stereo, join me as I venture out on the wine road. Aiden offers up practical and helpful tips to help you live a more joyful life. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed on a whim on a lonely Wednesday. Welcome to Swirl, the wine show for people who know about wine and I know nothing about wine but I love it and I feel like wine's for everybody I also feel like wine is also intimidating Storygram Network and we are back and we're gonna talk about our top five musics music albums musics yeah yeah and you know what I'm gonna let you start off the list where we take <gasps> top fives. We did our top five animes and now we're going to do the top five of our music list. And we're going to start from the bottom and go up. And Santos is going to kick it off. Okay. So my five is actually um, Billie Eilish when we all fall asleep. Oh my God. Where really? do we go? That okay. made my top five. <laughs> and why... <laughs> Did it make your top five? 
it was something I never listened to before. So it was like really new to me, her sound. And I really liked it. I liked what she was doing with pop music. I do like what she's doing with pop music. It's totally just out there. The brother-sister duo, like it's produced really well. It's interesting. Yeah, kind of dark and creepy in some ways and playful and she has a good sense of humor. When I first listened to her music, I didn't want to like it, but it was breaking in every single role that I had to like it. And it, for me, it just cr- had all these weird earworms in it and did all these things that you're not supposed to do when you do production and record and all this other shit. And more power to them in their pop. Yeah. So that's, so. I, I just thought. That's going to make my top five list. So Okay, is there <laughs> a favorite song on here that you would want anybody to listen to? I think I like that one. It's kind of like the sad song, though, right? The crown one. Oh, 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 you should see him in a crown. Here we go. very surprised about this and i think this is what kind of kicked off the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah it was like the new it's yeah early uh, i was kind of testing you to see what you thought <laughs> of things and i definitely threw that one at you yeah so that was great i learned to spotify with it spotify <laughs> and that's right yes uh, and i think yeah it's music i could go back to that's one i've liked a lot of the music we listen to but this i my top five is what am I still listening to? Or what is something I definitely will go back to? Right. Okay. So, so who made your list? Who just made it on your list? Yeah. Who just <laughs> made it on my list? It was Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love. Uh, I good. really love the album. I can't say enough good things about it, really. Even though I don't listen to it much, I can remember most of the songs on it. I love the production. I love his singing. It's kind of going back to, like, say, P-Funk and James Brown kind of era. But it definitely does have his twist on it. And I think this one and This Is America definitely blew him the f*** out after that. This Is America came out in 2018. So this album and This Is America, I believe, blew him up. I could be completely wrong, but... But that's what blew him up in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Also, my radar went towards him. I was like, oh, okay. This is cool. I can respect this. So, yes. What's a song you like off this one? This Redbone.
if you want it. This is kidding. <laughs> anyway, I can listen. I can just listen to that. The album. Okay. Over yeah, it's a really good album, and mm-hmm. I hope. I mean. It's got quite a few million plays, so I, I know that everybody has listened to it that would listen to it, but it does deserve love. <laughs> yes, it's a great so, album. So it's a great I'm glad that's album. on the list. All right, number four. Number four for me is Sisters of Mercy. First, <laughs> First and last and always. And only, yes. <laughs> because... I love the Sisters of Mercy, but I never listened to that album. It's like I get offered music and I just listen to the one album or the two albums. And then it's yeah. just like, oh, we're going to listen to the this one. I'm like, what? There's another album. <laughs> so I was so happy to have that um, enter into my life. And I still listen to it a lot. I love the Sisters of Mercy. Yeah, for me, I was surprised how good it stood the test time. I didn't think it was going to sound as yeah. good as it does still to this day. So. Yeah. No, I was really happy with it. I'm trying to think which song off of it I like the best. I want to say it's the, is there one with the crying in it? No Time to Cry. Yes. That, even though we don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> with our anime, All but right. with our music, yes. Yeah, but with our music, <laughs> you don't need to cry. Just kidding. Here we go. <laughs> Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Definitely. Shall I go through my number four? Yes. My number four was Sisters of Mercy, first and last and always. We matched. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, my God. So I was cool. actually completely shocked at how good it was. And to me, everybody should check it out. I checked out the other albums. They're good, but they definitely sound like they're of its time in a way, where this one, to me, is way more classic comparatively yeah and i can't recommend enough to go check out sisters mercy live there's one video of them playing in 1985 and it was in between the recording of this album so his vocals are totally different like the way he's projecting himself definitely recommended and i still listen to it and go back and i go wow this was actually really damn good (laughs) 
It's such a good album. Do you have a song that you like? I do. In particular? Some kind of stranger. and But I'm going to get to the one part I talked about in the, our recording or our episode. Here we go. gives me chills <laughs> oh wonderful i love his voice so much and that sound oh yeah <sighs> classic sound so yeah we matched that's really funny that's why i was laughing our first match okay number three santos okay n- number three <laughs> is not new music to me so but i had to have them in my top three it's Fantana row the 2015 self um titled album i love them so much they're the most adorable music duo around. <laughs> I didn't mention how crazy their YouTube is. Everybody oh, should go yeah. check it out. They're very active on YouTube. They have their own show. So there's like multiple seasons of their own self-produced show. Yeah. All and straight up, they live in a van. They do. I really didn't know that. I thought they had a little apartment somewhere, but they're just doing it real. They are van dwellers and they are musicians and they are wonderful people. And that album is just like such a, it's like my comfort (laughs) album (laughs) or music, like comfort music. And I want to say maybe I'll go with Folk Hits. That's a good one. Folk Hits. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I love the whole album though. (laughs) (laughs) In the lab, make it That's right. In the lab making hits. Yes. So good. That album, again, is only 16 minutes long. It's only 10 songs. So It's an amazing album. Bite-sized, powerful. (laughs) It's like so big and powerful. And all their other albums are pretty damn good, too. So it's definitely worth a listen. Experiment with their sound enough in their albums. They don't sound the same. Like they, It's them, but then their music shifts here and there. So... 
if you listen to this one, it's going to be very different from another one, which is fun. And maybe one of these days when there is a big show or there's a show around, you could catch them because they'll do a little renegade right in front oh, of yeah, the, they do their drive-bys. They drive-bys, yes. Mm-hmm. So check out that album. Van Tannero, I call it the blue album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my number three is Johnny Cash's American. So good. Yeah, it's a great album. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it is. And I like it also because it's just him and a guitar. There's nothing else. The stories are really funny on it. And it's pretty different even for a Rick Rubin production. He's <laughs> always looked down upon for his overcompressed, overly loud music. And then this is something that's not that in any way. It's such a cool collaboration and that history behind both people who came together to collaborate is really interesting. That's in like with that album, I really liked learning about that too. Uh, I'm sorry. It's called American Recordings. I feel like a lot of people who don't know Johnny Cash's music might know some of this and think, oh, that's what Johnny Cash sounds like. But he didn't. At one point, he sounded very, you know, he was produced so differently. And this was his comeback. Yeah, it was um, what he wanted to do. And Rick Rubin did it for him. They give him tons of credit for that. And it's kind of cool to see that he was kind of punk rock in the country music scene at the time because they wouldn't play his music on regular country music stations, TV stations, radio stations. He was more accepted with the younger kids and the MTV crowd. Go team. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad that's on your, your list. That was a good one. I liked listening to that. And I go back and listen to this every once in a while and I still do like it a lot. So a song that I would pick, I'm going to go with 13 because that's the one that's written by Glenn Danzig. Bad luck wind been blowing at my back. I was born to bring trouble to wherever I'm at Got the number 13 tattooed on my neck When the ink starts to itch then the black will turn to red I was born in the soul of misery Never had me a name They just gave me the number When I was young <laughs> All right. Santos, number two. This is an album I knew songs off of, but didn't ever listen to all the way through, and I'm super addicted to still, is Nirvana's Unplugged. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> obsessed <laughs> i'm like obsessed with this album now wow yeah it's haunting it's gorgeous it is it's haunting it's emotional it's um i like that it's a lot of covers so it showed a different range of their music like where it could have gone if right. they stayed together well didn't stay together if kirk Cobain didn't die like you would have seen where his music might have went and so he, and i like that he introduced 
people to other music as well. Yeah, by doing definitely. That. He introduced people to Lead Belly, the Meat Puppets, mm-hmm. the Vaselines. He like updated that Bowie song, right? Oh, and God damn it, Bowie. I forgot. Yeah. Gorgeous. And um, to me, that's a better version too, by far. Yeah, it is a really good version of this song. He really made, he makes them his own. So that's why I was like, I just really yeah. like that. And yeah, oh, it's so good. So I was really happy. Wow. I'm to really surprised you liked it that, that much. Album. That's great. Right? Yeah. I still listen to it. Um, so which one would I. It's tough. Uh, it's tough because it's really between the lead belly, where did you sleep last night? And the man who sold the world. <laughs> so one of those ones. Oh boy. Uh, should we do man who sold? No, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> maybe I should pick one of his songs. It's up to you. Whatever your favorite song is. But definitely, where did you sleep last night? Some people think that one moment is the very big watershed moment of it, but I think I've listened to it and heard it so many times, or seen it so many times. It's sad I don't feel that anymore. I do. I'm still there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the one part I'm talking about where he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Totally. It's so gorgeous. I still really like it. Um, We'll do Man Who Sold the World because it's Okay, okay. Here we go. this recording is they didn't do any overdubs they didn't do any retakes it was all done in one shot so you do hear a lot of impurities in it and i think that needs to be in a lot of music nowadays now everything's so glossed over pop singers they sometimes don't even sing they lip sync because they dance so much when they do a live recording if they up they want to do it over again and sometimes they'll do overdubs in the studio later Oh no, I I think that's probably why I like yeah, so much. That's you exactly. That. It's just I like that real sound, like that rawness, and it gives it more stuff to it. You get to know them better when right. you hear them being real rather than perfect. Yeah, and it seems like we're kind of lacking that nowadays. And we're a little artificial. Like we've gotten really into like we are yeah, very because we have the ability to do it, which is great on some things, but yeah, it does take away from. I some remember of it. mixing down an album, and it, I mean, it's just the way things are nowadays. It's not like anything bad about the band or anything, but I mean, I was taking small parts and cutting it all up and replacing words and lines and taking out plosives and. 
uh, nudging things back and forth for not the listener, but for the band. You know what I mean? So sometimes they just need to do it. Yeah. Also, don't you think like something unplugged makes you feel like you got to hear it live because they yeah. kept it that way. So they then it's it like, live. oh, you got a live experience of Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> so after this, Kurt really Cobain captured. was, they were busy. They went to Europe, I think, to go tour. So mm-hmm. they couldn't just redo. So. so it's a great album. I didn't put it on my list because I listened to it a lot still to this day. So it'd be an honorable mention. Yes, it was new to me for the most part. Like I knew songs off of it, but I never had listened to the album. Yes, yes, definitely. My number two is that was your number two. Yeah, yeah. that's two. Okay, okay, sorry. My number two is David Bowie's Black Star. Woo! Yeah. When it came out, I couldn't listen to it because I was just so depressed that he passed away, and I don't think I was in the right frame of mind to appreciate it, so I'm glad I got to listen to it now. It is a little hard to listen to it retrospectively, too, at times, but, I mean, a couple of years have passed now, so it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's about as good as any of his other good albums. To me, it is definitely a classic. It's only, is it only seven songs? That's amazing. Um, every single one of the songs to me are pretty good. I wouldn't take out any of them. <laughs> What's your favorite one? Do you have a favorite? Oh, man. That is so tough to even pick one. Why don't I go with Lazarus? All right. Here we go. sad sacks <laughs> oh, so good it's a great album i just learned that after the album was done david bowie wanted to get back into the studio and record some more and he sent the producer five more songs but they were just ideas 
So it's pretty unfortunate. Mm. And then he passed away two weeks later. So he uh. was all jacked up to make more songs. And maybe one of those songs was that one that they released a year after his passing. Oh. I can't remember the name of it right at this, right this second. Yeah. Maybe because it's that he song. He died right around his birthday, right? Like he died two after. days after his birthday, yeah. I think. Yeah. They released it on his birthday, and then he passed away. Yeah. So I think it's called No Plan. Yeah. And maybe that was one of them. I have no clue. So Mm -hmm. I haven't done any research, and things just go in one ear and out the other. So (laughs) when I do research. (laughs) This is our recap type show, so we didn't do yeah, totally. Also, it's a surprise. So this is always surprising. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I didn't know it's on your list. So. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. But if you're still mourning David Bowie, which is very understandable, maybe not check it out yet because it will kind of rehash some things. And <laughs> no, I take it. No, I say you listen to it. Oh, okay, okay. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> All right, Santos, you're number one. My number one is David Bowie's Black Star. <laughs> I had a feeling so it funny, was. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's why I say you listen to it because I avoided it for years. <laughs> I would okay. not listen to it. I ha- owned the CD and I didn't even open it until you were Bart like, "Let's review this bought one." You the CD and you didn't even listen yeah. to it. No, I was like, no, and it's not as dark as you think it's gonna be it's it's just beautiful it so is very a, very beautiful it's a gorgeous piece of work the cd is yeah. great too because everything's black on black on black and so it's just um crafted really well and i listen to it all of the time so it's oh you do my yeah it's like oh, my go-to good. morning music like to wake up and <laughs> listen to david bowie oh. i'm trying to think which song i really want to they have different tones to them. You played like such a beautiful kind of sad one. So maybe I'll go with the number five. Number five. Bit. Girl loves me. Sorry. All right. Gina's all sound so titty up this mouth check say. Party up moods. Nanti Vela set round on Tuesday. Real bad dizzy snatch making all the homies mad. Blind to the poly in the hole by Friday When the kind of funny too because when you think about it it's like you think okay girl loves me you look at the title you think it's gonna be like this nice little love song and it's like dark kind of abrasive it's just like yeah she loves me what the um (laughs) it's also dancey and it's very dancey so it's the best yeah but the baseline is just all like kind of like mocking you and i I like it a lot and the way he's singing he's not like singing oh she loves me 
Yeah, that's true. It doesn't feel like a love song. No love song in any way, shape, or form. That's what I love about it. Cute. I love it. His anti-rock album. Yeah, it's just good. I uh, so many fun sounds and instruments and how they put everything together. Also, Dave Bowie's the found like kind of like a foundation of our friendship as well. Oh yeah, so he needed to Christmas be in the top three. Eve, we hung out in San Francisco, and we played a bunch of David Bowie and Rasputina, and mm-hmm. yeah, yes. I still so remember. My- <laughs> <laughs> so what's your top album? <laughs> my top album is actually Dope Body Homebody. Uh, what? Yeah, man. I love it so much. I go back and listen to the oh album God. a lot. Yeah, it's something that I know you didn't like much because it probably just sounded like a bunch of noise through your system. Mm-hmm. But god damn, it's good. The name of the album and the name of the band's kind of weird, but I can't recommend it enough because it's just like this weird thick rock that you don't get to listen to it's here nowadays really. And I like the fact that it was all done online. They they shared everything through, say, Dropbox. They get, didn't get to rehearse it, really. And it came out really crazy sounding. <laughs> I know. This is like when she the- says, I listen to it in my system, he means my phone. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it was not, it's not a system. It's like a bad speaker. Yeah, I don't think it'll really sound good through a phone. I really don't. But to me, it's like this chunky ass album. And can't recommend it enough. <laughs> I listen to it a lot, like weekly. Oh, I'll have to try again. Yeah. I'll try again. <laughs> You'll try again. Yeah. My favorite song on this album. All right, here we go. Here we go. Like, I don't know. That was good. <laughs> Even but that it's like, one. you know, I, I'm still yeah. not hearing it through the right. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's like, true. Even that one, like, the bass is all distorted. The guitars are out of tune. And they're like hard pan left and right. His vocals are going back and forth. It's all distorted. And it I sounds like something sound. I would love. So <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm so surprised you don't like it. <laughs> in the car tomorrow morning. Oh, Because I can Bluetooth my phone. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. Definitely That's just blast I'll... that in the car. That's how I listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's an amazing album. Um, I can't recommend it enough. I play it a lot for my friends and. Yeah, I was really surprised you didn't like it much. <laughs> I know. I don't think I gave it enough of a shot or something. It's amazing. <laughs> what the f- 
in it. That's how. Yes. Good, yeah. Yeah. What's your number one on your top five? That's important to me. I need yeah. to know it. Yeah. Better, so God, I feel it's... like, oh my God, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, pff, I can't gush over it enough. I wish I didn't like it as much as I do, but it's, it's, I, yeah, amazing. <laughs> um, any album you didn't like <laughs> aside from Dope Body? <laughs> Well, that was like we said, it wasn't like the best yeah. system. I don't think I was super stoked about the Daft Punk. Oh, yeah, because we, I don't know. I don't know if I could say that. Maybe because I just had to watch it. So I it made like, you watch it, a, not listen to it. That's yeah, true. so maybe that was tough. No, I think every, nothing was like so terrible. I did it. Yeah, true. Give it a chance. The Chopin waltzes for me was pretty tough, but still, it's pretty good. <laughs> Which is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I like it. It was just a little rough. I was listening to it. I was like, the f*** is this? But then I listened to it again and kind of took some time to listen to it. And like doing the research on him and listening to it makes you go, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. And some music, I feel like maybe with classical music, and I don't know if this is true or not, but if you don't give it, you have to listen to it a lot and like know something thing about it otherwise yeah. it can feel random or something so that's music i've listened to for years so yeah it's, it's in my brain in a different way an honorable mention for me we're looking at our list here <laughs> i want to say my honorable mention is nine inch nails downward spiral oh yeah that was really good to listen to and travel back in time <laughs> yeah i haven't listened to that since i was like 15 or 14 or something like that it'd probably definitely be like one of my tops but i've listened to it so much that i love it still but i love mm-hmm. the lore of it more and like how it impacted rock pop music industrial music I, I love the history of it to me it's still one of the most well-produced albums but you really do have to have kind of an ear for it you got to be prepared to listen to it yeah yeah <laughs> you, no you it's can't. true it's like listen to the album don't pick like oh I'll listen to this random song in the middle no like you right. have to listen to it from start to end that's how i feel about another it. honorable mention definitely for me is 12 rounds my big hero i love <laughs> that album so much i can't get enough of it they deserve a lot more love than they got and it's very unfortunate that they are not really around anymore i guess i have no clue yeah that's a good one and of course mot the hoople all the young dudes that's a weird precursor or uh kind of like a connection to david bowie Mm -hmm. for me that you should definitely check that out if you've never heard mot the hoople because at the time when i was a kid you couldn't really find any mot the hoople albums and now it's just available on spotify it was fun. That was a fun album yeah. to listen to. It's like, oh, this sounds like this. I'm kind of curious how a lot of David Bowie produced albums sound like. So, Oh, can we just do that? <laughs> that do would that. be kind of fun. We could like go through some Iggy Pop. There's some other ones that he did. <gasps> David Bowie produced music. This yeah. sounds like an awesome theme. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, that'd be a pretty good one. I know he, I think he wrote a song for this one. Well, we talked about it before. I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. But 
It'd be a pretty interesting uh, thing to do um, because yeah. it definitely a lot of his music of that time has his sound, even the production. So it'd be kind of fun to review some of it. That'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should do an Iggy Pop album. Yes, stay tuned. Stay tuned. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Let me see here. Another honorable mention. I think that's about it. I mean, of course, to me, Mac Miller's Circles, that was a shock for me about how good it was. It was kind of a strange era of, well, it was his last album, so (laughs) not a strange era of his time, but it was kind of like this this shocking uh, album I didn't think I was going to like at all, and I actually liked it a lot. And I listen to it nowadays, and I hear all these weird problems with the production, and it kind of gets me at times. Like his voice is phasing in some parts, and it's things that people wouldn't notice that I only would notice. (laughs) (laughs) So, the sound obsessed. Yeah, yeah, totally. I go, ah, God, what's that weird tone right there? And so, like, why? Why didn't they fix that? (laughs) Yeah. What? Maybe they didn't have time to. So, maybe it's good that it is the way it is. So, possibly. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I think that's about it, right? Yeah, we listen to a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. I do like to mention that I always think our anime runs cute and our music runs dark. So (laughs) I think it's just funny. I don't know. I mean, Charles Gambino's not that dark. No. Uh, No, it's not. It's, It's about love. Yeah, but like, look at the rest of your list. Oh, I know. It's (laughs) like, so it's like the balance. It's like our music runs darker, our anime runs cuter. So it's like, yeah, but whenever we have some weird, strange, dark anime, (laughs) yeah, but we don't, it's not like we don't like it. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's a mix, but I just think it's funny. (laughs) It is, it is really, really funny. Yeah, so that wraps up our year in review. Mm-hmm. You could check me out and add me on all social medias as Glitchunicorn. And you can add me on Instagram as Sister Santos. All right. See you next year. Is yeah, that what I say? happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> all right. Bye.